We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. G'day Nets fans, Jack Manuel here. We are going to dive deep into the Suns matchup. No Nick Faye today, but you got your boy Jack Manuel, so we'll dive deep into the Nets' fifth straight loss where they went down to the Phoenix Suns 121-111. to Now, I'm a little bit upbeat about this one. I think that the Nets themselves played pretty, pretty well, as Larry David from Kirby Enthusiasm would say. They shot nearly 50% from the field, 40% from three. The free throws let them down a little bit, only 15-21 there, 71.4%. But there were... Let's just say some officiating issues with tonight's game. Now, look, Kyrie Irving was incredible. Another great game from, from Killer Kai. But the real winners of tonight's game, the real MVPs, were Curtis Blair, Dedrick Taylor, and Natalie Sago. Those three officials put up 50-point triple-doubles. Wilt Chamberlain... Game 6, Game 7, LeBron James, Kyrie Irving level stuff. Because they stole what was a, a really fun matchup. You know, the, both teams were back and forth. All four superstars are out there. Chris Paul was doing his thing. Devin Booker was doing his thing. Making Kess look a bit silly at times. But I do think Kess was still important. I'll get to him in a little bit. But they really ruined what was a, a, a really fun matchup. Some clear blatant missed calls. It it was just shocking to see. Now, while I just mentioned that the Nets went to the free throw line 21 times, the Phoenix Suns went 31 times. They were getting ticky-tacky foul calls. They were getting goaltends that were pretty blatant and obvious. Whenever the Nets would make a little bit of a run, then the Suns would make a little bit of a run with the aids of those three names that I just mentioned earlier. I just... It's frustrating because the the form that the Nets are showing that the Nets showed in this game deserved the win. The game uh, against Golden State as well, the way Kyrie Irving played, deserved the win. So if we're looking at process over result, process isn't too bad. There's a few things to sort of touch on in terms of some of the role players, and obviously Katie will hopefully be back soon. Joey Buckets, we'll see what happens with him, uh, and Lamarcus Aldridge, obviously with the with the ankle injury, but it doesn't look too serious if we're listening to Steve Mash. Hopefully, it is only a couple of weeks, so hopefully around that all-star break. I would rest him, you know, if I was Steve Nash and the Nets training staff, given the current injury issues uh, that they do have. So, look, let's dive deep, I guess, into the players. Kyrie Irving tonight, 10 of 20 from the field, 3 of 8 from 3, 3 of 4 from the free throw line, 
four rebounds, three assists, had a steal, and then the two turnovers uh, to go with these 26 points. Some of the wizardry that Kai continues to show, I I marvel at. That's, I, I try and find new synonyms, new adjectives for the way that Kyrie Andrew Irving plays, and I, I, I run out of words. I need to expand my vocabulary. I need to speak in a different language because the handles and pass that he threw to uh, fellow Australian, or fellow Australian native, I guess, uh, Paddy Mills, that was something out of a... That, that was something out of Uncle Drew. So the stuff that he does is streetball-level shit on an NBA-level court. He just does things for fun because he knows he can do them. And he just has a an innate ability to read and read the game faster than other people. And his processing speed, his decision-making is something that a few players ever have. He knows where he wants to get. He His body moves as fast as his brain. And his brain is just so in tune. There's just a a synergy to the way that he plays that few guys can think the way that Kyrie Irving thinks. Few people can even imagine what Kyrie Irving can do, let alone Kyrie Irving actually produce the stuff that he does on a regular basis. We're getting highlight-level shit on a game-by-game basis. So he was tremendous tonight. Unfortunately, he wasn't backed up by James Harden. Now, James Harden had a pretty solid first half. I think he had about 15 points or so, but only finished the game 6-19 from the field for 22 points. 3 of 8 from the perimeter, 7 of 9 from the free throw line. Good to see him get up there a little bit. Uh, some of his purpose there, uh, purpose and aggression there was pretty positive. Did have the 10 assists, did have the 5 boards, did have a steal, 4 turnovers. Not the worst when it comes to James Harden, I guess, if, you, if you're taking that all into context. But when the Nets needed a, a bit more of a spark, uh, a bit of extra offensive power, a bit of juice, a bit of big juice, if we're going to go quote Mr. Patrick Samuel Mills, then James Harden just wasn't able to do it. Um, and he said that the hand was irritating him a little bit. You know, He said that he could barely move it heading into the Golden State game, uh, which is why he rested. He said he's going to play through it. Now, I, I, I hope that he doesn't do more damage to it because it would be uh, a little bit silly if we're just playing him in these meaningless games against you know Sacramento and whoever else it might be. Going forward, you got to just take care of him, uh, James Harden, Kevin Durant, and all the Nets players uh, for when it does matter. So uh, that was, you know, hopefully James can back, can back it up, and hopefully him and Kai uh, can do some dribble bros things and, and bring us a win. Uh, but Blake Griffin was the other guy that really stood out to me tonight, guys. Uh, six of ten from the field for seventeen points, two of six from three for Blake Griffin. I'm going to quickly look up his basketball reference because I can legitimately not remember the last time Blake Griffin hit two threes in a game. Now, it just seems to me that there is a comfort with the way that Blake's playing. There is a a, a confidence with the way that he's playing right now. And it's all working out seamlessly with the way that he's doing little things defensively. He's providing energy. He's a He's a connector in terms of how he sort of makes things sort of all work. You know, his small ball five stuff is looking pretty positive. So, look, I got no complaints with the the way that Blake's been going lately. He's been, you know, putting up some some pretty positive performances, and you know, his form has been one of the best out of guys that you got coming off the bench. So, look, the last time that he did hit two three guy two threes guys was against the Memphis Grizzlies on the third of January, where he went two of three from there. So, it's certainly been a while, about a month or so. Uh, since BG has been hot from three, I guess, to, to say an extent. So, uh, good to see that. Uh, it just looked to me that the, you could sort of tell they were going in. 
you know, he just felt a little bit of confidence. He hit them at clutch moments, you know. Uh, unfortunately, you know, he would give away a technical foul or whatever, but I can't blame him. I would have been in the same exact situation and with the same level of frustration because if, you know, Steve Nash is going to continue clapping his hands and not necessarily show a level of, I don't know if passion is the right word because uh, Steve Nash is a, you know, a, a very smart basketball mind, greater than my own and such, but I think that we just get frustrated at the lack of, you know, uh, aggression and uh, the bit of the chutzpah that we want to sort of see from him. So, Look, I don't know. I, I really don't know what's going on with, with Steve Nash and stuff. But in, in terms of that, you know, he was sort of saying, you know, the, the he called out the JaVale McGee one, like, you know, it was a four-point turnaround and that sort of thing, where it's just like, Steve, mate, you know, Joe, Joe Sy's got about a, a billions and billions of dollars in his pockets. You know, have a bit of a go at some of the, those three names, who I will not say again. They're, they're going to be like Voldemort to me, guys. I'm not referencing them again. Uh, no, thank you. So, look, that was frustrating. But yeah, Blake in general, a, a really positive performance from him. And he continues to have some some really positive form uh, in general. And, and hopefully he can continue to carry that against the Kings. But yeah, the way that he's producing off the bench, he's just looking like a, a really good teammate. Doing all the little things defensively. Is, is providing level of personality and, and, and such to this team. You know, three or four from the free throw line. Rebound the ball well. Had six boards, including two offensive boards. A couple of dimes, a steal. You know, he's a he's been a really positive player. For, and, and I think that that is a, a nice little wrinkle that to, the Nets can sort of look to going forward. You know, can, against a team like the Phoenix Suns, who were pretty much fully healthy. You know, DeAndre Ayton back. You know, Miles, uh, Mikhail Bridges has been healthy for quite a while, as has Chris Paul, Devin Booker. So that was a, a really positive. And Jay Crowder coming back as well. So a fully healthy Sun squad. You got a fully healthy Nets squad and Blake playing the way that he's doing. You, you throw in KD for the, you know, the, uh, some of the minutes that, you know, were given from James Johnson and Bruce Brown and that sort of thing. You know, I'm pretty confident that the, the Nets uh, match up pretty well with the Suns in terms of, you know, our backcourt is as talented. You know, probably doesn't have the same defensive acumen as, as what the Suns do have. But, you know, I back Kyrie Irving, uh, especially just his, his pure talent on an individual game basis. But that's not to say that, you know, Devin Booker and Chris Paul aren't great themselves. It's just a little bit frustrating that they were getting so many of the, the soft calls that, you know, Kyrie Irving got <laughs> bludgeoned, it seemed, on, on time and time again, but only got to the free throw line four times and, you know, I, I think some people say that Kyrie Irving, because he's such a, he, he's so adept at being able to craft his body, you know, what midair and, and, and read the angles on the glass and such that he sort of goes around the contact or through the contact. I think a little bit lately he's been searching for it and he's not getting those calls. And I think it's because Kyrie Irving cannot, he probably makes a lot of the shots that he does get contact on. But it's, it doesn't make it any less frustrating because he, he sort of plays the game not a, not stylistically-wise. I mean, both of them are incredible scorers, but there's just a purity to the way that Kyrie and KD play. And I think it's a reason why they have such a great kinship um, on and off the court is because of the respect and level that they have for their games. And that purity, it's it sort of... It's tainted when you've got these referees just throwing willy-nilly, not calling things, calling absolute just dog shite on the other end of the floor. But... Look, I could speak a long time and probably for as uh, as loud and as passionate as probably what I had about Steve Nash the other day, but I'm going to try to keep it copacetic for, for everyone here. So in, in terms of saying that, we'll, we'll move on to some of the other guys. Blake Griffin was great. Kyrie Irving, really, really good as always. And James Harden needs to lift his game a little bit. But Kess Express continuing to be a real positive force. 13 points, 5 of 10 from the field, 
That midi game is looking absolutely nice. Three of seven from three, uh, as well as five boards. Now, Kessler Edwards seems to be the primary defender, and he's the primary defender on a guy, Devin Booker, who is one of the form guards in the NBA, and unlucky not to be an all-star. He's probably an all-NBA candidate, if you ask me as well. But there were possessions where it seemed like Kess was able to make adjustments. There's a possession that comes to mind, I think it was mid-third quarter, where Devin Booker sort of drives through him a little bit, Kess recovers, sort of gets in front of him and forces him to travel. That's a, a, a nice little positive step. Now, you know, Kessler Edwards is still a rookie, uh, pick 44. You know, we're asking so much of him, but he's continuing to produce at a really high rate. You know, I, I think his level of consistency for a rookie and to be such a positive on the defensive end, you know, speaks volumes to him. You know, he has been absolutely immense for this team and the role that he is playing, you know, in the absence of Kevin Durant, I can't wait to see those two play on the court together, you know, with the superstars with him because we've seen Kess play with KD, but, you know, there's been no Kyrie or no James Harden. So I can't wait to see, you know, Kessler Edwards' role lessen and allow him to even hone in a little bit more and, and have less ask to him. But yeah, 5 or 10 from the field, the three ball is continuing to look absolutely wet. The mid-ranger, now obviously around the rim, he's... His craft needs some work, let's put it that way. But I think a guy like Nicholas Claxton could use a little bit of work there too. So Kessler Edwards, it's almost unfounded because he's such a, a wonderful athlete. You would think that maybe it's just not in his nature. And he's he's just been asked to sort of be that prototypical 3 and D player for such a long time, you know, going back to his Pepperdine days that he's just never developed that level of skill. So I guess if, if that is the case, if he does get to the line, yeah, we saw him have a, a nice little sort of easy scoop sort of layup on Nikola Jokic, but I don't think that that required a high level of skill. He needs to just continue to to be aggressive and, and go for those dunks. And if he gets blocked a couple of times, so be it, because he has the athleticism, he has the aggression, he's got the hops. I, I remember seeing a massive one in Long Island, a massive one at Summer League. So if he's not going to be able to finish around the rim, finish at the rim with purpose, with the, an absolute ferocity, because he's got that in his game. He's got that power. He's got that aggression. So yeah, Kessler Edwards continued to be a real positive force for the Nets. And hopefully uh, he continues to do that because he has been immense for the Brooklyn Nets. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Patty Mills, a little bit of a down night for Patty tonight. Three of eight uh, from the field, all of those three balls. Now, uh, it's you can't necessarily, uh, and th- in 33 minutes, I'll, I'll say that as well, had an assist, had a steal, had a board. 
still solid enough from Paddy Mills. Only minus six. You know, out of the starters, he was the the best in plus minus. So you know, you can look into that what you will. But you know, I think Paddy is continuing to show a, a high level of of execution from the three point line. It'll be nice. You know, he's had a the game's few and far between where he's put it all together from the mid-range uh, and as well as, you know, from, including the passing game. But some of those games have happened actually quite a few times this season. Uh, and some of the best basketball that he has played is as a Brooklyn Nets. So, look, as long as his three-point shooting is on, because when he's playing with Kyrie Irving and James Harden, you know, he's he's not playing the, the small forward position, but those are three-point guards, you know, that are playing together. And James Harden's the... You know, the small forward, the product, I guess the small forward on defense, you know, he's like 6'5 or so. Paddy Mills is barely six foot. Kyrie Irving is barely 6'1", 6'2". So it's a, a pretty small backcourt slash, you know, a little bit of a frontcourt there. So I wonder if that's something that the Nets look towards in terms of, you know, playing, how they sort of figure that out. But, you know, when you've got Bruce Brown, Andre Bremmer, these sort of guys, it'll be interesting to see whether there is some tinkering with that. But I know James Harden, what's the level of consistency there as we spoke with Jake Fisher, as well as in some of his reporting uh, on the Brooklyn Buzz, as well as Bleacher Report and such. So we'll get to some of the other bench guys uh, as well. James Johnson, 13 minutes, barely impacted the, the box score, had the four dimes, had the board. A lot of fouls, five fouls in, in only 13 minutes. You know, John Joe Bembry had five fouls in 20 minutes. Some of that was, you know, the, let's say, whistle-happy referees. But I think James Johnson wasn't a positive in any fashion tonight. Didn't really impact the game, uh, despite the fact that he was plus two. Bruce Brown, you know, there's not much that you can say from him. You know, seven minutes, a little bit of that junk time. Two points, two boards, a dime, a steal, a block, had a turnover. Uh, and DeAndre Benbury and Cam Thomas are the two other sort of role guys that got some meaningful time. DeAndre Benbury, three of three, three, three of three, sorry guys, three of three from the field, hit his three ball. His three-point shooting this season has been revelatory. He's having a career year from there and he just seems to be taking the right ones and seems to be shooting them with a, a level of fluidity that I haven't seen a guy, like when you see him take the three compared to I know Bruce or, or Blake. You just got you're sort of like okay. I think that's the right three, and he's not you know he's not a, a net negative there. He is obviously if he's you know one of two or three three point shooters. But if he's one of the only guys out there as that's your last sort of spacer, I don't hate it. So yeah, DeAndre Bembry not bad from him. Seven points, four boards, including two offensive boards, two two assists, a steal. Uh, and was plus seven on the night. So when he was out there, the Nets did look positive. When they were going on a lot of those mini runs, you know, Jondre Bembry was certainly a part of that. And one thing I love about Jondre Bembry and a lot of other like smart Nets Twitter people, you know, Matt Brooks, Lucas Kaplan, these sort of people have, have posted videos relating to this. The way he closes out, it's just he has a level of quickness and also composure because normally what you see from that is you can see guys close out and close out too hard, and it allows you know the players to just you know ro- roll past him, pro- roll past him with a drive or a dribble. You know, I'm probably not explaining this too well, but the way that DeAndre Bembry angles his body, he's just like, no, nah, you're not getting past me, and I'm going to be right in your face when I close out on you, and I'm not going to foul you. That's just a a little innate skill that I just uh, I like about DeAndre Bembry. So uh, he continues to be a real positive for the team. Um, he's obviously used to Bruce Brown in terms of that sort of utility role player on the defensive end of the floor and his athleticism is something that I'm a fan of as well as his just general aggression and you know controlled chaos uh, I like to think that DeAndre Bremery does bring to the team but Killer Cam now I'm not sure what's going on with Killer Cam because he, he's had a couple of nights where 
you know, the Denver game where he was able to get into a bit of a rhythm because he was able to play, you know, more of his natural game, what we saw at LSU and, and, and him sort of just, you know, be a bit more of a gunner. But tonight, 15 minutes, the two uh, only shot the ball twice, you know, missed the ball, missed, the, missed his three ball. I did hit the one from two uh, and had two points and a rebound and a turnover. Now, I'm not sure whether some of it is the fact that, you know, he's just not comfortable whether it's, you know, maybe Kevin Durant's absence in a weird way. Again, this isn't me, you know, having any answers. It's me just sort of philosophizing about it in general. So I think that Cam's role, maybe Steve Nash needs to find better ways to utilize him. Or maybe some of it is on Cam Thomas. You know, when we first saw him come out in, you know, Cleveland, you know, a lot of the guys were healthy and, and such, and he was able to sort of find his spots a little bit. He just looks a little bit not a fish out of water, but like, you know, he's a fish sort of getting to, to the, to the top of the water. He's still, you know, under, underneath, but you know, he's, he's, he's about, he's floating. Let's just say he's floating and he's not sort of in a, in a rhythm in any sort of sense. And that's a word that I associate with Cam Thomas quite a bit. He's, he's lacking rhythm right now. And some of that might be on him. Some of that might be on Steve Nash. So hopefully Killer Cam can, can work his way back into a little bit of form because, you know, especially when Kyrie Irving is out or or James Harden or Kevin Durant. You know, the Nets need offense. The Nets look best when their offense is humming and Cam Thomas, you know, he's 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 had an up and down rookie season. But, you know, these are the... He works his way through it and uh, I'm, I'm all in on Killer Cam and, and the talent that he does have. So hopefully a, a game against the Sacramento Kings, he can uh, bounce back with a little bit of form. So who knows? Who knows? Killer Cam, let's hope that he, he gets back to it. But... You know, all in all, guys, uh, I think just in general, it was, you know, the the rebounding battle. You know, Phoenix won at 37 to 33. So not necessarily the worst thing in the world. You know, points in the paint, you know, 44 to 42 in favor of the Suns. It, it just, it, it was pretty even across the board. It was just, you know, those extra free throws, those extra fouls, and those sort of take you out of rhythm. And the Nets would go on, you know, these little mini bursts and these little mini runs. You know, the, the, the momentum would be halted by an inadvertent whistle and it's just like really like what's going on here so it, it was i think it was just frustrating i think a lot of nets fans are frustrated i think james Harden was frustrated after the game i think it, uh, if you're not frustrated by it then you know <laughs> you're like my boy nick fay you just probably got that Kyrie irving sage or maybe one of kevin durant's uh, let's just say what kevin durant does in his oh he's got the affiliation uh, i think with the uh, marijuana the um, or, or the CBD uh, company, you know, I think he's the 35 benches have, have, have sort of um, affiliated themselves with there. But yeah, the Nets have went on some mini runs here and there, you know, they went on a 14 to two run and they started off, you know, the game, uh, the, the fourth pretty well, but, you know, were halted by some of those whistles. And I guess in some non-news uh, off the court, you know, Chris Haynes reported that, you know, Eric Adams and New York City have no plans to amend the vaccination mandate. Again, you know, that's nothing really new. But, you know, things could change. You know, the way that um, COVID has been, you know, uh, leveling out a little bit, things could change. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see about that. LaMarcus Aldridge, as we did see, uh, Steve Nash was saying, there's always a dark side, a bad side of these injuries or incidents in the game. So you always look at the positive side. Unfortunately, I don't think it's a long-term thing. It's more of a short-term thing. He'll be out the rest of the trip. He's got a little sprain. So we'll reevaluate really evaluate him after the trip. Look. Again, like I said earlier in the podcast, it makes little to no sense to, for him to play. Uh, heading before the All-Star break, just give him the extra four or five days rest. So, yeah, James Harden's doing okay. And and, and look, Nicholas Claxton, now before I finish this one up, 
His vertical athleticism is immense. His screening looked quite good tonight. And, you know, him and James Harden obviously had a, have a nice little pick and roll symmetry. Synergy, sorry. Symmetry. Well, I don't know what I'm saying there. Uh, synergy. And James always looks good with a, a vertical spacer, which is why it's weird not to see him with Darren Sharp. You know, Darren Sharp's been been pretty positive, especially with his rebounding and such. And, you know, with the plus minus, Darren Sharp has been really good and, and with some of the, alongside Kessler Edwards, you know, those guys alongside, you know, some three spaces, it's just weird. I, I'm not sure why Damon Sharp isn't getting a, a few minutes here and there. It, you know, maybe it's because, you know, Nick Claxton's back. They want to work him back into a little bit of form, but Claxton only had six points, three or six in the field, uh, three rebounds, and he missed a, a real bunny, you know, late in, in the game, or I think it was in the fourth anyway. And that's just... Uh, it's sort of a bit like Kessler Edwards, where but you know, Kessler Edwards is a rookie, and you know, whereas Nick Claxton, I think he's in and out nature due to the injuries and illness and this sort of thing. You know, it holds the the momentum. You know, a bit of a keyword that was sort of spoken about. So I think that it's a, a massive area where where Clax needs to get better at. You know, he because he's he's before the injury. You know, he looked good. He was building you know momentum. He was a, a real positive force on the defensive end. But he's just he's a, he's a bit out of sorts now, and and you know he's he looks slight, and you know it's just a, it's a little bit frustrating because we know what Nicholas Claxton can be on his best days, and unfortunately, I think the lack of consistency you know within the team you know is certainly hurting you know his ability to you know, get those reps under his belt and, and and get his footing and get his conditioning there. So. You know, I'm not selling out on clacks or, or anything, but you know, you've got Daron Sharp there if you want a different look, so maybe throw that out there occasionally. You know, I don't think he matches up too badly on a or a Sean Holmes or a or a or a Marvin Bagley. So we'll we'll see how that center rotation does figure itself out in the absence of Lamarcus Aldridge. Obviously Paul Millsap not with the team either, but yeah, clacks and Daron Sharp, you know, weird things happen with both of them, but hopefully they can work their way back, get into some form and, you know, the the Nets can find some success uh, with their young big men. But, you know, other than that, you know, not a heap to sort of think about, guys. Uh, I think that, you know, Kyrie Irving was sort of saying, you know, we just take our lessons, we take our bumps and bruises, we keep it moving. We give respect to the Phoenix Suns because they've shown all year who they are. You know, this is the best team in the league right now. They've been absolutely incredible. And the way that the Nets played tonight, I think that they could have easily got this win had the, you know, the whistle been swallowed a little bit more, which I, I think it would have helped. Uh, the Nets more than it would have helped the Suns, uh, certainly. So, the the form that the Nets are showing is is decent enough. It's just it's not being rewarded with what matters, uh, and that's wins because you know the standings are right now. You know the Nets you know, they're slipping a little bit. You know, and I think that in a in a crowded you know Eastern Conference, you know it's uh, it's back and forth. The Nets right now are sixth, and they're on obviously a, a five game losing streak, which is. You know, funnily enough, the the worst in the Eastern Conference, the second worst in the Eastern Conference, you know, in front of only the uh, Washington Wizards, who have been struggling as well. The Miami Heat on a little bit of a losing streak as well, whereas you know the Bulls, the six. So basically, there's a massive cluster one to six. You know, you got the Bulls with 32 wins, you got the 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 Sixers with 31, 31 and 19. So yeah, the Nets now are three games behind the Bulls in the one seed, uh, but they're only one and a half games back of the Bucks at fifth as well as the Cavs at at fourth who are basically tied right there uh, and so th- anything can happen the Nets got a little bit of a mini win streak as the Sixers have then you know anything can happen you can rock it up 
the the standings in, in an absolute moment. So, you know, they've got a, a few winnable games coming up. You know, hopefully you take care of business in Sacramento um, and, you know, you keep going forward, keep building that momentum, keep, keep getting some confidence from some of the wins. You know, they've got the Jazz uh, away from home as well as the, the Nuggets away from home. You know, Kyrie Irving, thankfully available for those matchups as, and then they head back home to versus Celtics. So hopefully the next three games, you know, you see the Nets get some wins, but, you know, the Jazz will be looking to bounce back as will, you know, you know the Nuggets will be looking to solidify themselves in the West. So three games, you know, the three winnable games, but nothing is guaranteed in the NBA. So hopefully we see the Nets bounce back, guys. You know, playing well enough, but unfortunately not getting the chockies. Uh, thanks for joining us. Don't forget, check out T Public. Check out, you know, all of the streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, wherever you want to find us. You can now rate us on Spotify. So as well as rating us on, on Apple Podcasts and reviewing us on, on Apple Podcasts, make sure you give us that rating on Spotify, guys. And, and as always, thank you for joining us. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.